0: So you've bought your system, you've worked it all out, you did a pilot, you've launched it, and everything seems to be going well, but is it? I mean, how do you know? know, Digital signage is a dynamic communications medium, not just that the messages change, the layouts can change, and the type of content can change, but the the entire deployment needs to be agile and flexible, able to adapt and change to different needs and as things uh, shift throughout uh, time. I'm here with uh, Debbie DeWitt, Marketing Communications Manager for Physics. Hi, Debbie.
1: Hi, Derek. Thanks for having
0: me. Thank you for being on and uh, thank you all of you for listening. This is Digital Signage Done Right. Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, communications specialist for physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right right you spent all this time and money you got it up and going how do we and things are going well I mean that first month is great and then how do you sort of maintain momentum how do you keep it going how do you how do you keep running the race
1: Well, you're right, Derek. It's a dynamic system in every sense. And and it's not just about the content, like you said, or even the hardware or expanding screen uh, with more screens, things like that. It's really about people, people on both sides of the system. So the people who are driving it and the people who are looking at it. Mm -hmm. So it's really just about constantly updating and improving. I mean, continuous improvements been, you know, in our organizational cultures for a very long time now. And that's always true with communications as well. So There are just a few things to do. Um, When I was thinking about this topic, the very first one that just seemed obvious to me is Keep it simple. That may, that may sound trite, but basically it just means you need to make things as easy as possible for the people who are managing the system. If you don't um, make it easy, they're not going to want to do it. They're not going to enjoy doing it. And that loses your excitement, your motivation. And obviously, that if the people who are putting the things on your screens aren't motivated, your audience is going to notice that.
0: Well, yeah, workflows, right? I mean, uh, yeah, if it takes 15 steps to do something, schedule a message, create and schedule a message, People will perhaps well-intentioned. They'll uh, they'll say, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll get to that. I'll get to that." And then no, they just won't. You know.
1: Yeah, I mean, we all know like the best way to alienate any employee is to make their job boring. You know, if you make it boring or too hard, or, or too hard, exactly. So I mean, some of the things that you can do is. Uh, to not only make it easy, but also kind of, you know, I won't, I'll say idiot-proof it, but take mistakes out of the process, right. is use things like templates, uh, mm. so that people can put a message up very quickly. They don't have to worry about referencing design guides, things like that, if they don't need to. So you make it very quick, very easy for them, and it also makes them feel like it's less repetitive. If you have to do something 15 steps, 15 times, that feels more repetitive than I throw up one message template a day,
0: Right, it takes me honestly 30
1: seconds. Exactly, exactly. You can actually publish policies. You know, I talked about referencing a design guide earlier. Well, you know, if you have that, don't expect people to just know it or learn it once. You want to publish those, you know, uh, sort of guidelines or any simple instructions. Certainly put links out there to, like, if you're using a software package like ours, we have online help. Uh, we have a, a training, a learning management system online, you know, provide links to resources that people can easily reference very quickly. And also, I mean, training is constant. Training mm-hmm. needs to be constant. You know, if you're updating your software, you're going to be getting new features. Uh, you're going to want to train on that, but also maybe design training, you know, just a refresher training or even going over those brand guidelines. And then it doesn't have to be a three-day course. It can be a one-hour, do it over lunch. Give them, you know, make it exciting. Right, like a
0: lunch and learn or, or well, honestly, you can just create, uh, you know, short videos. I mean, you know, there's this idea in education that there are different learning styles. Some people are visual, some people are auditory. I mean, maybe making a short recording, people can listen to a podcast, if you will, an internal podcast. Yes. Uh, a training thing or a video or, heck, you could even have lunch and learns in which, you know, Marcus has to teach the rest of the gang because he's quite good at a certain aspect of this and mm-hmm. he teaches the rest of the gang because statistics show that we, we actually remember something like 80 to 90 percent of what we teach others you know so there, there are lots of different ways to and also the variety will mix it up and make it feel not like oh here's another boring part of my job right
1: Exactly. I mean the fact is people need to know we talk a lot about motivation recognition but people need to know what's expected of them. Mm-hmm. But they also need the tools to do that and the great thing about digital signage is this isn't data entry like this is a creative process Right. and a lot of people who get tasked with doing digital signage maybe they aren't previously in a creative job you know they might be admin they might be just part of a student group you know they may be a dean of a college you never know who's going to put this in their hands and it's kind of a really fun outlet if you make it mm. that so like don't add bureaucracy to it don't make it a slog you know make it fun right. make it creative And and just make sure people understand the benefits.
0: We're talking about sort of about ways to sort of inject enthusiasm and energy into the system. And I know uh, one of the things that's been mentioned before is uh, this concept of have a champion.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you want to have a team of people who are involved in this. You want as many people excited about your digital science as possible, but you need one person who's really the cheerleader. Um, one or,
0: or two or three, I mean. Yeah, it, I mean, it doesn't you, have to be just one. That's true. Yeah. If you
1: can get six, that'd be wonderful. But there is there's always one person who needs to be deciding on the strategy or a small team. Usually. I mean, the fact is most people don't have a group of 12 deciding strategy. So there is a little bit of top down because again, this is communications and communications is usually tied into you know, if it's for external audiences, you're going to be tying in this into your marketing and on other channels. If it's for internal audiences, you're going to be tying it into, you know, whatever HR is trying to emphasize this month. So there's somebody who's sort of driving the ship or a small group. And it's super, super important because like we've seen it happen. And the worst thing that can happen is you have a system that's purchased and, and sometimes championed by someone. Hey, we need this. They go out they get it they've, they've you know read all of our guides they do this cool content they're engaging they're engaging they're engaging it's perfect they move on to another job and it gets handed to uh, Elise, yeah. who is told you now have to do this on top of their their other job or whatever they haven't been involved before and you know maybe even though they like it, they're not really a cheerleader for it. And so what happens is that that system is going to languish. It's going to there'll be fewer messages. There'll be less creative. Yeah. People will start stop looking at your screens. It may
0: sound like a funny parallel, but it reminds me of um, cooking. I watch a lot of uh, cooking shows and food oriented shows. Love Top Chef. Right, love Top Chef and and all that. You can tell kind of when someone's just going through the motions and doing the technical things they're supposed mm-hmm. to do, because you won't, if you really, really care about it, you will, you'll not only make small adjustments and tweaks uh, as you go through the process of creating whatever you're creating, in this case, digital signage messages, campaigns, and so on, uh, but you'll catch small errors, you'll make fewer errors. I mean, this is individual engagement.
1: That's what, kind of what I mean is a champion or champions, they think strategically, mm. not just I need to do a message a day, not tactically. Right. Um,
0: how do I get how do I get to five o'clock so I can go home?
1: Exactly. And, and in a lot of instances, there is just one person who's in charge of the digital signage system. So people are saying, well, they're the champion or what else do they need to do? The fact is, they still need to be, as I say, I, I kind of go back and forth between champion and cheerleader because they still need to promote that system because one person can't come up with every single thing that needs to go on that screen and make it fresh and interesting. So right. source. Exactly. You're crowdsourcing your content. Even if it's one person, quite frankly, they need to go out there and assemble people from various departments to either contribute content directly or at least give them ideas. And and, and also promoting the digital science internally, especially if it's internal communications for employees, you know, surveying those employees, running contests. Do you like these? What do you want to see on these screens? Um, again, keeping up the audience uh, engagement, keeping up audience excitement about what's on those screens.
0: I understand that this does happen a lot where, you know, the, a year, two years, three years in to using a digital signage system, suddenly some somebody has it as their responsibility or the staff gets cut back or what have you. As an organization, you know, I'm a manager. How can I get someone who, like, there is nobody else. You have to do this, Marcus. You have to do this. There's no one else to do it. But I can tell that you kind of don't care. How can I get them enthusiastic about it?
1: Well, hopefully you've had past successes and you've got really rockin' digital signage. You can show them and they're familiar right. with it and they're Look like, that's very that. cool. Yeah. I mean, the fact is most people are creative. There, There's a very, very small subset out there that are like, I am not interested in this at all. It but there,
0: but it. there are people who are creative but don't either don't know it or don't want to say it because they're shy or whatever the head of. Of childhood or, I don't know, whatever reason, you know, there are people who will who will resist that. How do I unlock that? Well, potential? I would say
1: if someone is absolutely against being creative, don't give them your digital signage to manage <laughs> that's kind of right. Yeah, don't just don't just one. push
0: it down the ladder to the next room. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I think there I mean there are two levels of things we're talking about. Number one is giving any employee more work. You have to motivate them and reward them for that. But for the digital signage system, I think that basically if you bought it, I hope you understand why you bought it and what the benefits and the possibilities are. You need to make sure that, that gets passed on to them. And the fact is, you know, if you don't have time to do that, then go to your vendor. Somebody sold you that system. Someone sold you that software. Mm-hmm. I guarantee, like here at Physics, we have a huge amount, uh, team of people who are here for client support. And we do a lot of blogs and we do guides and all that. And a lot of companies have more than just technical support. They have consulting So you can actually talk to them and say, how do I get the most out of this? Get some refreshing, uh, some refreshers on why the company bought it in the first place. And it's actually a a perfect opportunity. Anytime you bring on, if it's not uh, replacing a person, even bringing a new person into the group that manages it, it's a perfect opportunity to refresh everyone's memories as to why did we get this? What were our goals? Mm. And are we meeting them?
0: Because you are in contact with them. They update their training modules. You're getting updated versions of the software, bug fixes, and so on. New features become available. So you're actually, it's not like when you buy a car, that's it. You don't talk to that dealer ever again. I don't go back to Best Buy and tell them how my Some new stereo do, is. Some people do, though, you if you need
1: repairs or or.
0: So that's an interesting idea is that if worse comes to worse, you can maybe get some more air in the balloon by simply interacting with the people who provide your digital signage in the first place.
1: Don't have one champion. Have more than one. I think that's just good business practice. You don't generally want any major part of your business in one person's hands because people do leave jobs. They they
0: get the measles for three weeks. Yeah,
1: people do get ill. People do retire. So (laughs) constantly be grooming new champions. I mean, that's a huge thing to have is, is, have a group that you can pass things around someone needs to go off to a trade show someone else that's maintaining it doesn't need the person it shouldn't be the person who's just like oh gosh i have to cover them on this it should be another person who's super excited so that there's no lull in that momentum so that's
0: kind of that's behind the screens right that's the wizard of oz behind the curtain but of course Ultimately, a lot of what determines the success of of a digital signage system or deployment is the content.
1: Absolutely. And again, uh, what you don't want to do is get very excited when you buy your system and have your creative team, you know, uh, put out a ton of really cool content and it's just super dynamic and you're putting out press releases and you're you're putting it on your internet and everybody's excited. And then three months later, those same messages are showing. Uh Uh-huh. or you had everything was blue and it's still all blue. I Happy guess.
0: Valentine's Day in, my, in May.
1: Exactly. Con- I mean, we say it all the time. Content is king. Uh, but the fact is, it's just that simple. If your content looks bad, you're going to out- lose
0: your audience. Or out of date.
1: Yeah. Bad or boring. No one's going to look at your screen. So I'm not going to go into this really deeply because we have a lot of other podcasts yeah. that, are, that go into design tips and content ideas and things that can help you to keep your screens fresh. But just a few little tips um, in terms of momentum. You want to ke- uh, keep changing your look, and there's some very simple things you can do. One of w- within them is-
0: Within certain broad parameters. I mean, you've got brand standards and things like this probably to deal with.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. But you really need something new on screens every single day. Right. And that's actually pretty easy to do because weather changes, news headlines change, you know, event schedules change. So it's not too hard to do, but there should be something that's brand new every day. Um, another big thing is is you don't want to just have your layout, where things are on the screen, just stay the same all of the time.
0: Right. You, big content zone on the left, two small ones on the right, clock up in the upper left corner, weather in the upper right corner, tickle the bottom.
1: Right, because there is a thing for familiarity, like CNN always looks the same, but there's so much on the screen. So for your screens, it can make, it can trick the viewer, who's like, I don't want to trick viewers, but it can... But make them believe that, oh, something new is up there. If you simply take that content zone that you had on one side and move it to the other side. Just first, them. Yeah, you can just move your, lay, your layout elements around. Right. And what that does is people go, oh, something's new. And even if they happen to see the same message from before, maybe they didn't see right. the one in the playlist after that before. And now they've looked and they've seen that.
0: So it's like simulated freshness.
1: Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Obviously, you want to refresh your background and layout designs. We suggest at least once a year, if not every six months, that's where you tie into your brand identity that you had just mentioned. Right,
0: even if it's just minor tweaks, but noticeable. Oh, look, it looks like this now.
1: Another kind of easy tip, uh, depending on your resources uh, for design, is if you've got something that's up. All of the time please silence your cell phones in meeting areas that's something you need on your screens every, every day, day. Yeah. then have several background colors or right you know take something that was different a, pictures yeah exactly take something that was a still message and turn it into a short video like a 10 right. second or video. just a, like
0: an animated background or a cinemagraph or what have you yeah
1: yeah yeah I mean the, the the point is maintaining maintaining momentum content's kind of the number one thing because as you said people in the back office need to be happy you need to have policies you need to have training but for your audience those screens need momentum it needs to remain dynamic so do a content audit go back and look at all of your content and uh, do that at least quarterly and Mm -hmm. see if anything can be refreshed or even retired
0: so I so I'm getting all this stuff up and like ROI is another thing and and I know this from speaking to Visix clients in the past a lot of people don't actually measure ROI. It doesn't even occur to them. Way back when, uh, asking people questions uh, in interviews for case studies, I would say, how are you measuring ROI? And people would say, oh yeah, it's a good idea. We should do that. Yeah. You know, And I'm not mocking those people. Uh, but you gotta know if things are working
1: yeah, well that's the thing. It hadn't been asked. No one had thought about it. Right. It's kind of like um, when you used to print a newsletter and mail it out. There was no ROI. You might have a, maybe
0: maybe you look at the like garbage care. <laughs> no,
1: but you maybe had a number of people that you mailed to, and that mailing list grew, and that's all you had. But you had no idea how many people read it. When we move to email newsletters, you now get all these stats of who opened it, who you know, right. If it's video, you can see how long people watched it, that kind of thing. So right. it just wasn't thought of. And as technology has allowed more and more to happen on screens and also in the back-end reporting ROI is now possible and it's actually really critical because it's just part of the the motivation that we talk about all the time. If you can't see progress against a goal, it's a task. A task right. is I do this a and task that's in, the end of it. Into the void. Yeah. I did
0: it. What happens? I don't know. Yeah.
1: That's the end of it. I completed the task. Mm-hmm. Instead of thinking that way, we're thinking strategically because this is communications mm-hmm. and so you want to know, okay, I did this thing. What was the reaction? And so, right, again, And
0: context. You need yeah. a little context, too. I mean, the old-fashioned management style is, do it because I told you. Do it because it's one of your job duties. But actually giving people, I think, the wider view that everybody who's involved with the digital scientist system, the wider the view they have, the better the deployment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, we talk about measuring ROI a lot, and there are a lot of different ways you can do that. The main thing is that pretty much every single message you put up maybe not an event schedule but any message any communication you're putting out needs to have a call to action and ask people to do something as far as maintaining momentum this goes kind of back into the content is king when you're looking at that content on it go back and look at what was successful if you're putting calls to action in there how many people visited a web page versus scanned a qr tag or brought in a coupon code to the cafe Were there uh, ROI triggers that worked better than others or is it a logistics thing of it's just easier to track web page landings because I have Google Analytics, I can't really track this other thing we tried or, or, you know what I mean? You can basically, again, it's just continuous improvement, continuous monitoring of, of your ROI methods. And that's all the way back to planning. You know, are people planning for ROI before they ever design something? Which kind of triggers are working the best? And now let's adjust as we go forward. And that's something that you need to do all the time.
0: Right. I mean, I kind of keep thinking, uh, I always kind of think that the the ultimate ROI technology, which I don't think exists or not in any kind of uh, scalable form is, if the screens could just measure how many times eyeballs looked at them, and maybe that'll happen in the future. But uh, but for right now,
1: maybe when we get to Minority Report, they will know not only how many, but who each of them. Right.
0: Oh, Joe. Joe loves <laughs> loves purple backgrounds. Yeah. yeah. And that. And again. And and the other thing is, is all of this stuff is changing. I mean, this stuff changes all the time. I know that there are some clients who, you know, they buy they buy the product and they. They kind of deal with it almost like you're a, a, an electronic store or something. Uh, and they never really contact you again. And they don't update their software. New features get put in there. Things change. You have to keep on top of this, right?
1: Oh, yeah. You have to update regularly. I mean, digital signage is a big investment. If a chunk got, of change. Yeah, especially if you're in an enterprise system. Yeah. You've spent a, a quite a bit of money and also manpower. and Which
0: costs money.
1: Exactly. You've put all of this in, in place, and so you wouldn't let it languish. No one who uses Microsoft Office uses t- a 10-year-old version. You wow, have to some, update. some people do. <laughs> you have to update. I mean, the fact is you want the new features, and, and we all know technically you have to update periodically. You just have to. For example, mm. with digital signage software, Sometimes a software update requires a hardware update. You know, right at this point, if someone was, was starting to develop a new software, they probably wouldn't even test it on like Windows 7. They just. Yeah, why would you? If, or that might be the oldest, but you wouldn't. You're certainly not going back to 95 or something or XP. Yeah. And so you have to constantly keep everything up to date. This is part of maintaining momentum because. Physically, your system needs to work well. You're going to start seeing issues if you don't right. keep everything up to date. But more importantly, on the CMS side, why wouldn't you want to? I mean, it's fantastic. You get all new features. Probably your workflows are going to get improved. I mean, that's certainly right. certainly bug fixes are going to be taken care of, which, are, which is mm-hmm. just a constant thing. But, yeah, you're just going to want to have your system be stable. And that's another thing that ties into motivating the team that's running it. You've been using the software. You've got it down. You've got your call to action. It's all a workflow. You're. You're, you're fine with it. And then suddenly I get three new features that just made that faster. It made it easier. And right. there's this other one that I could never do this before. Now I can map to data. I can map artwork. I can actually set up artwork that changes based on numbers in an Excel yeah. sheet that I never have to touch again. And it's the coolest thing on earth. And everybody who's seeing the screens is like, wow, Judy, did you do that? That's really cool. And you're like, yes.
0: Newness is always a motivator.
1: I think so. It's It's a great opportunity to get your team excited again. Right. And going along with that, and we mentioned this before, uh, new features call for new training. But even if you sure. don't update your software, you should still refresh training once in a while. I mean, you you taught before, so you know more about this than I do, but people don't just learn something once and then know it forever. No, we that's do, not
0: how we learn. Yeah. yeah,
1: we do have we do forget things and Obviously, you're going to have new employees joining your team. You need to plan for continuity for people who are maybe going to change positions or retire. So, new people. Yeah. So it's a, again, it's, and every time you add a person to your team, it's a great opportunity to train the whole team. It's a reminder of, hey, let's go ahead and do that. Not if you did it two weeks previously, but certainly if it's been three, four, six months, be like, hey, we're going to just do a quick refresher on our brand guidelines, on the basic things, and then new features, new software features. If those come along, you're going to need to learn those new workflows. You, right. And it's great, but you might have been using 15 steps. Now you need to learn 10, but they're different right. steps.
0: Or hey, or guess what? Management went ahead and said, go ahead and pull the trigger on five content subscriptions to reduce the burden on the content creation person or team. And oh, okay, well, how's that work? And all of this. So yeah, people need to constantly, constantly... be updated on how things work.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we've got, uh, if you take our masterclass guides, we've got some real actual like six or seven, I forget how many, like training tips for new users that Mm -hmm. are actually very valuable. Our own trainers did that for Mm -hmm. our own employees. One of the things I will say, a little bit of a plug here for Visix, but... We have a training subscription, and uh-huh. it allows, if you're our client, anyone at your company, unlimited number of people get access to our online ma- learning management system as well as live classes that are held on the right. web for a year, unlimited, and you can just renew that each year. That is a great way to say, hey, we happen to have this you know, onboarding and training process in March. But you actually aren't sure about this one aspect of things or you just want to get or you prepared. forgot.
0: You just forgot, you know, yeah. that for that initial training, you're being hit with a lot of new information.
1: Exactly. So I would say this who if if you're not a physics client, whomever you're working with, make yep. sure that training is not something that's a one time deal. Again, maintaining right. momentum. Training is one of those <clears> things that you need to continuously do and, and it's a great opportunity to get everybody motivated each time.
0: Another thing that might happen happen is you might up oh, the digital side it's so well again i always think of multi uh multi-building campuses like universities or something but i mean it could be anything. Sure, no, no,
1: that's very common but that's
0: a that's a that's a common uh use you know okay so it worked really well in the sciences to, in building and now you know we kind of piloted it and fine-tuned it there and got it kind of working great and now people in the um the physical education department say we want we want that too so often these systems are going to expand and get bigger and that, that has a whole new series of things, you know, wow, how do we handle, now we've got to integrate into other buildings or maybe other cities or, you know, the the, the whole thing might get bigger.
1: Absolutely. I mean, system expansion is is very common because mm-hmm. most people don't want to get 100 players with the first, you know, purchase. They're going to get 20. Yeah. Whatever. How do I know this will work? And actually, you mentioned college campuses. It is very common for the College of Business to run it and then the liberal arts college sees it and goes, I want that. Can we get a site like?" that kind of thing so it depends i mean sometimes you can have a global system in offices around the world or campuses around the world that one person manages with with cloud technology and that kind of thing but even if that's the case i mean obviously if there are going to be people in each location managing it you need to do all the things we've talked about train them motivate them you know get them up to date on design but also keep that content uh, momentum going with them but also even if you have one person or perhaps headquarters has a team that manages for everywhere you still need to reach out to any location you're putting it because you need localized communications in addition to whatever HQ is putting out you really want to find out it's going to be very different what people in Florida uh you know a Florida office care about versus your Hong Kong office yeah it's different it's not just different weather you know it's it's different happy Chinese
0: New Year in Austin
1: yeah, it's it's different cultural uh, culturally it's different uh just different on the ground in terms of what they're may it might even be that one is a headquarters but the other is an IT hub. Right. So they're not going to care about Yeah,
0: specialized locations. Right. Yeah.
1: So so you're getting a lot more of that. So I would say for expansions again it's about training, it's about, you know, continuing to engage with anybody who's managing your system. Don't forget about the people who are remote. Include them in any kind of uh, motivational activities or training you do. But the other thing we see is that um, expansion doesn't have to be physical. Sometimes uh, people want to simply enhance or expand through services. Hmm. You mentioned earlier subscriptions. That yeah. is something that when you're doing that content audit, you want more. You're like, we are not getting something.
0: And I can't possibly make any more. Right, we're not I'm getting, out of time. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we're not
1: getting. You know, we need to put more on our screens more frequently, and it needs to be current. But I am one person, or you know, that may yeah. be the situation. So you might look at expanding sort of your your input there in terms of getting content subscriptions. Uh, You can also look at getting custom creative, that whole uh, idea of changing your layouts, changing your look. You don't have to do it. Not every company has graphic designers on staff. So you can reach out, uh, whether it be to Visix. I would hope, if you're our client. But you can reach out and get some graphic design help for that kind of thing.
0: Sure, there's a ton of it out there.
1: Yeah, and we talked a lot about ROI. But also just in storytelling and that kind of thing, consultants can help. And almost every one of the digital science software vendors have some sort of consulting. Um, Like you said, we live and breathe this every day. We don't just want to sell a product. We want people to use it and, and love it. And we want them right. to be happy forever so that they do expand and that they do recommend us. And And so right. because of that, like people who work at the company think digital signage is cool. So talk to them. Get some consulting help. They can help you with campaigns. They can talk about how do I do our ROI? How do I keep my screens fresh? So you can really get some help. Mm -hmm. Uh, from outsiders to enhance your system, as well as physical expansion.
0: It is essentially, in some way, shape, or form, a creative thing. The whole process, the medium, and everything. And I think a lot of people, because it's technology, they have a tendency to think of it as like, oh, it's some kind of a tech thing, which is which is a little boring and linear workflows.
1: Yeah, we often see that uh, someone decides they want or need digital signage, mm-hmm. it is tasked to either the IT department or facilities management because it is physical facilities and, and technology and networking and power and they buy it. And But then we almost always see communications, marketing, uh, people who are actually, I don't want to degrade the other groups by saying they're more creative, but they tend to have a more communicative. Creativity (laughs) Creativity and communications is their brief. Exactly. And (laughs) in marketing, you're always going to have some sort of design and campaign thinking going on in that group. So uh, that's the good news is that in most cases, we do see that it's it's a group of very creative people uh, managing the system. And the fact is, The whole maintaining momentum thing is just the same as in any other business team. Salespeople, the sales manager has to keep up their motivation and excitement. Uh, Your HR department is constantly trying to keep up morale and excitement and productivity. A government office is working on making sure that everybody is satisfied at work and has what they need. So this is just another component of your business. And so you have to keep up excitement and and keep inspiring The people behind the scenes so that what goes on the screens is the best it can be.
0: And I would say also, I mean, one, one true the truism about uh, people in creative professions or even just people who are creative in their spare time. Painters don't just, usually don't just paint their own stuff. They look at other painters. They talk about painting. They go to museums. Writers read lots of books. Filmmakers watch lots of movies. Uh, I'd say if you're tasked with this kind of a thing, whatever aspect of it, check out. I mean, the digital signage is really becoming ubiquitous. It's in especially in retail uh, locations, airports, malls, Shops always be looking for inspiration from somewhere else because you're not the only people doing digital signage it's not it's not so new anymore that you're the weirdos who are doing it it's everywhere and everywhere you look you can find inspiration that can also help keep that energy and momentum going inside your your own head
1: yeah absolutely and if you know if you're like hey i have a work and and i have kids and i don't have time to go to look for that just google the images like you said Mm -hmm. it's so prolific now There are so many images out there of different types of digital signage, not only where they're placed, how they're configured in terms of like video walls and things, but also what's on them. Uh, I like to look elsewhere. I mean, the fact is, like television show uh, title sequences, the fact that we have animated uh, layout backgrounds, I, I look at things like that and, and think that that would be a great background to have things yeah. over. I, so, like you said, it doesn't always have to be one-to-one comparison. Anything can be inspiration yeah. for digital science. But as I said, it's really just about making sure it doesn't become rep- a repetitive task and make sure that the people behind it are happy, happy right. workers, <laughs> happy cows make happy milk. Yes. <laughs> you know? yes. So it's, it's like California. you know, this is one of those things that if the people behind the scenes aren't happy, it's gonna show up. It's gonna you're gonna see it on the screens, and your audience yeah. isn't gonna be happy. And again, it's all about engaging your audience. So engage your employees first.
0: Uh-huh. that's uh, very good advice. All right, so a lot of things to think about on how to how to maintain sort of that momentum as you're going through.
1: Yeah, I hope it's helpful.
0: I'd like to thank Debbie DeWitt for joining me. Thank you, Debbie. You're welcome. And thank all of you for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode and connect with us on social media.